This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead on Netflix. Plus, Marvel releases its first teaser trailer for the Eternals movie. AT&T is done being in show business. Amazon might buy MGM Studios and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, May 24th, 2021. <laughs> oh, hi, I didn't hear you come in. This is Ross Marquand from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Now, if somebody could please explain to me what a geek boner is, my life would be complete. Until then, rock on, nation. What's up, listener? Hello, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us is Rob Zombie's distant cousin, Rugberto Zambino. <laughs> we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I'm the undead. I don't know. I have nothing to say. You're the only clean shaven zo- Rob Zombie family member. I can I'm see the, the resemblance. Undead without, I'm the undead white uh, puppet without <laughs> dreadlocks. You smell like you're undead. That's for sure. I think you, Rob Rob Zombie would get canceled for his dreads these days. <laughs> you can't have dreads. No, there. I don't know. It's part of his horror shtick. Can a, white, can a white metal dude have dreads, though? We don't know. Modest but, Yahoo did it. It was fine. But he did. <laughs> you know, he got so, rid of his, too. Yeah, he did. He did. He shaved. He got rid of the whole shtick. I mean, that guy from fucking Counting Crows, has, he was on Joe Rogan. He, Adam he looked, Duritz had he, He's unrecognizable dreads. now. Yeah, no, I get mistaken for Adam Duritz all the time. Oh, I should, really? I should what? start a Counting Crows cover band. Jesus Adam Christ. Duritz. Anyways, but that's not happening. Let's get to the news, you bastards. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Round here. Yeah, edit that whole bit so it sounds better. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's terrible open. I will not. Okay, okay fuck l- you. Look, I want to get some reactions on some big trailers that dropped this past week. Uh, let's start with the one that dropped today. Marvel Disney dropped the first official teaser trailer or the Eternals movie. Geek boner. We saw a couple of clips in the little sizzle reel, but now a whole two-minute teaser trailer featuring expansive, wide landscape sweeping shots over water and mountains and lots of cool open areas, and, and you get to see the characters and their suits and their powers. Um, Anthony, what did you make of Chloe Zhao's vision here? It's definitely a Chloe Zhao-looking movie from this trailer. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. I mean, in terms of the visuals, it definitely looks, as we kind of mentioned before, it kind of looks like Nomadland mm-hmm. in terms of just the the landscapes and the sweeping shots and all that. Uh, very Nomadland-esque. I, first off, I did like the trailer just because I'm familiar with Chloe Zhao. I'm familiar with a lot of these um, actresses and actors. I, I do question, though, if you were non... If you, most people don't know about... Eternals, but like if you didn't really know that this had Chloe Zhao, 
this trailer doesn't really give you a ton in no, terms of no, what's happening. No. It's just kind of a lot of like sweeping things, and then there's a little reminder at the end, other than the Marvel tag in the beginning, there's a little reminder at the end with the Avengers joke that this is part of the universe. But yeah. other than that, it doesn't give you much to chew on in terms of what this movie is really no they're still keeping it under wraps you get to see costumes hey there's some powers there's some good looking people uh rugs we talked about how all this she uses a lot of in-camera shots here right and kevin feige was you know right you know that the it's shot in the beginning with that where the spaceship shows up in front of early man uh that's the in-camera effect that's how good she is she got an actual spaceship that's not a special effect uh, oh, oh wow that's amazing <laughs> Yeah. Lame. That's a bad joke. <laughs> what did you think? What did you make of seeing uh, Kumail Nanjani and other people? Oh, I love seeing Kumail people. Nanjani, especially. That's all I watched this for. <laughs> yes, they said the I only was like person Imran. in this. Yeah. I was sitting there waiting for Kumail Nanjani to flex his, his biceps, and it's, I just got to a huge rod. Eats more Kumail. And, yeah. <laughs> I got my Kumail rod all up and ready at attention. Um uh, I mean, there's there's obviously great. Uh, for, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't think. Use cinematography, your words. yeah, okay. great cinematography <laughs> going on with these panoramas and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which which I appreciate, and the fact that it's in camera is great. And I feel like there's it gives it a naturalness that is kind of cool, and especially in this story. You feel like the story's about humanity because they've been here since the beginning, yeah, and or towards the beginning or whatever, and uh, been there all along, as they say in the trailer. Uh, but if you're a fan of the Eternals and you're a fan of Jack Kirby and all of his batshit crazy designs and stuff, you're gonna find it a little bit lacking because the stuff that Jack Kirby did was just so like iconic and like it stood out and there is a little bit of that there's, there's hints the fact of that yes there is like angelina jolie's character is that golden character and mm-hmm. and but i you know i think they're they're holding a lot back and we're gonna get to see some of that stuff hopefully but we'll see i'm i'm kind of like excited for the um the level of uh, of, of a director that we're getting with this film I'm excited that there's a star-studded cast. I'm excited that Camille Najani has has abs and, and biceps. <laughs> got an eight. I'm excited for it all. I and mean, so yeah. let's see what happens. I am excited for all those things as well, and the costumes look good, and you see powers. At the same time, I was just kind of well. I'm like in between this geek boner, floppy job. I'm like in between. You know, I'm like oh, okay. They held a lot, but you do get the sense of. These people have been living amongst men for thousands of years. And while they said we don't interfere, it seems like they've helped here and there guided people. So they were here during Infinity War and Endgame and they were just watching where they blipped. Yeah. What about the Holocaust? Yeah. None of that. They're not jumping in then. Nothing brought them out <laughs> until now. Apparently they they come out and they know that Steve Rogers and Iron Man are gone uh, so, and you don't really get a look at the bad guys still. There's a little shot of Kumail, like, sliding under a creature. Maybe that's a deviant, and then there's, like, those people with guns. I just picture Kumail, like, during the Holocaust going, should we jump in? Uh, let's make this one out. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's see how this out. plays out. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole premise was that they've just been watching. Yeah, they've so just been what? hanging out. Yeah, they've been yeah. here, like, watching the whole let's thing. Let's see how this plays out. 
<laughs> yeah, let's wait to the next one. So yeah. Thanos, the Thanos event wasn't a big enough event for them to get involved. That's yeah, all. No, this is going to be bigger. Half the universe uh, no, getting no. fucked up. No, nope. don't worry about that. Go back to your <laughs> Bollywood career. It's, it's fine. You know what? It's fine if it's in the movie, but you don't want to put that on your trailer. <laughs> what happens? I just think that's just like now you got a bunch of idiots like us, like honed in on this this big tagline that you have. So I, I thought that was a little. I bit mean, weird. it's cool. You Ooh. see them starting to set up Cersei and how and and uh, Richard Madden is Icarus and how maybe he's not the leader we all think he is and their relationship. And then there's a shot. You see them like throughout the years hugging, and then you see her with Jon Snow, Geek Boner, as Dane Whitman, who will I don't know does he become Black Knight? I'm dying to see what the Black Knight will look like. He's a human, but what's his deal? A uh, lot of questions, a lot of teasing. So I don't know. The end button joke was it was all right. It was kind of funny. I don't know. It was all right. It's all right. It was just to remind you. Yeah. Oh, there's comedy. This is, this is a Marvel uh, movie. Not only that, this is part of Marvel. Yes. This has something to do with everything else because, because you're probably again, you don't really know <laughs> what this then. is. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, I'm I'm all I've I have said before that I I do like that Phase Four is a bunch of stuff that I really don't have any attachment to, so I can just go in blind and not not give a shit if they change things because i don't care exactly and the diversity here is amazing you know you got don lee is gilgamesh you got brian tyree henry we just saw in godzilla versus kong and a horrible part that should have just not been in the movie <laughs> now he gets to do something substantial he's creating shit with magic or whatever the fuck he's doing the one girl's reading books fast all very interesting things so uh it's a good tease it's a good teaser trailer listener let us know. Did you get Geek Boner? Geek Boner. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It's an exclusive closed group just for you. We are all in there. You get to meet our listeners, hang out with each other. Welcome this week, Sean King. Jock and Nerd. Join the group. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining the nonsense there. Have fun. It's a wild ride. Strap in. Hold on. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sean King is the... Um... He's the civil rights activist. Oh, wait, what is he? All hail well, there is Sean, a Sean King. King. There is a Sean King. It's a great that name. Is, that he's a civil rights activist that I believe, don't quote me on this, is actually a white guy, but passes off for a black he's guy. He's that, oh, he's that guy. That's well, but that's Sean. Well, you're listening to the wrong podcast it's if you're the that thing. guy. That's the thing. This is, that's Sean is spelled differently. He spells yes, it S-H-A-U-N. It's spelled differently for sure. Our Sean King, S-E-A-N. He's a much uh, better Sean King. I, I like to pronounce it Sian King. Sian <laughs> King. Why isn't yeah. it pronounced Sian? Sean, tell us I, that. I'm not saying that the, the other Sean King is, is a bad guy. I'm just saying that there's some controversy around him. He does try to do, do some... It seems like his heart's in the right place, though. He is helping out people. He but. has good intentions. Then, then we have Seen King. Seen Kong. Seen King Kong. <laughs> Sean King Kong joining the Facebook group. Welcome, Sean. Seen King. Seon. That's You got to give it the, the right pronunciation. Seon. Ethnic pronunciation. Well, maybe, maybe Seon King likes G.I. Joe, and maybe he likes this next trailer. This dropped last week. It's the first teaser for Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Orin- Oranges, Origins, Origins, uh, Origins with Henry Golding playing Snake Eyes in a prequel that seems to show you how he becomes a ninja. Now, Rugs, let's start with you. I'm not hot on any of the G.I. Joe movies that have come out. 
I don't think I've yes. watched all of any of them because they have not gotten it right. Right. This one, though, you got a bunch of katana blades, a bunch of ninjas, about a bunch of martial arts. What'd you think? Is this? It looks a little generic to me, personally. I mean, Ray Park is in a corner crying somewhere. Yeah, He's why like, isn't he have this role? What the fuck? Well, you oh, know, Snake Eyes, uh, for a while, for a long time, has been a, a white dude with blonde hair and blue eyes, and... Oh, right. uh, this is like, you know, it's like kind of like the Iron Fist thing. You know, you get, you get a chance to correct something that's wrong. And now you have, uh, you know, is it a fully Asian character or, or whatever? And um, I feel like I don't know if it's generic, but I, <laughs> I, it's because I mean, I, I mean, we've seen tons of, uh, you know, martial arts films. Yep, right. Yep. So. It's got to it's got to rise above that, but I feel like it, at least it's a high production value which looks good and it feels like that they have um a really cool costume. You see Scarlet and you see Jinx in the yeah. trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. they're definitely pulling from GI Joe lore. It looks like it's pretty serious. I did it didn't break into stupidity or comedy at any no, point. No, there's no jokes. So it's all I'm very ho- serious. I feel like they're trying to give it its due. And uh, let's see what happens. Um, Snake Eyes is something that, for the most part, like we only see him in this suit. For the most part, we well, don't that's really the thing. see him you never the mask. See, you never see his face. So it'd be interesting to see. I mean, we do know the story from like GI Joe comics and stuff like that, right? But um, we usually see him in the suit. So, Anthony, what did you make of this martial arts in this trailer here? It looks good. Um, <laughs> I am not the G.I. Joe person at all. I don't really think I played with G.I. Joe no, toys all that much as a kid. Oh. Maybe a little bit, but it wasn't like something I had a big attachment oh, to. Oh, man. Anything like military, I just wasn't. Yeah. Just didn't, never really clicked with me as a huh. kid, so I never clicked with G.I. Joe. Guns? Did you have like, play with guns or water guns? Did you like guns when you were yeah. growing up? Mm. Yeah, glow- mm. guns were cool. Mm. but okay. uh, Interesting. I never associated it with G.I. Joe. Okay. I was just like, oh, guns. Yeah. Um. I liked the first G.I. Joe, even though it was campy as hell. Yeah. With uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. I never saw the one with The Rock. Yeah. This one, I. Henry Golding as, as Snake Eyes. I, I, Crazy Rich like Asians. You guys mentioned, mentioned I'd, I'd always imagine, I never really imagined what Snake Eyes looked like yeah, underneath. Right. I think in the, in the, the last two G.I. Joes, he was a white guy. Yep. It he was definitely played It was by Ray a white Park, guy. right? Yes. But I don't know if yeah. they revealed that he was a white guy. No, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. No, um, actually, no, they did. They did, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they did They did the origin story, and you saw that he was this white kid that got taken in by a family that was taught, and then the brother got jealous, and that's how Storm Shadow, he's like, you're the white guy that kind of infiltrated my family, and I fucking hate you, and I want to kill you. Gotcha. And you have that, that was the dichotomy there. So Is that the, is that, what is... Do we know what's canon? What is what is it's, he? It's close to that. He's supposed to be a white guy. Yeah. Okay. In the I mean, in the comics, in like the comics. first, this is what I'm saying. Like he was always in that mask all the time. Like I mean, in the figure, you didn't have another version. That was that the was beauty of him, kind of like a Boba Fett. It like was he the could mystery. be anybody. Yeah, you didn't know who and he then was. When the comics came out, they revealed that he was this guy with a scarred face you know right with a, yeah yeah i remember that in the comics those comics yeah. were great all i know is dude i had mad amounts of gi joe toys growing up and star wars actually i was back in my mom's house clearing out some boxes and i came across a box with a bunch of gi joe figures fucking serpentor was in there and zartan and zarana now 
when I was a kid, the two highest prized figures everybody wanted was Snake Eyes and Storm the all black Shadow. Snake Eyes. All black Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, the two ninjas, because you just wanted the ninjas to have the ninja fight and they had a history together. And people would steal those from each other. Like, those two were the hot items. I couldn't find my snake eyes, though. I don't know what happened to it. But I got I found a bunch of my I would always I pretend toys. Firefly was Storm Shadow. Oh, okay. Hmm. That works. Storm Shadow is all white, though. So I'm just reading yeah, that this film's a reboot. I didn't realize if it was like a I thought, prequel I thought it was not. a prequel. So they're rebooting the whole thing, huh? Okay. That's what it says okay. on, in Wikipedia. It, you know what? It, I love the character of Snake Eyes, but this just looks a little, a little generic. Floppy John. I yeah, I was gonna. I was. Um, I was gonna agree. I didn't really. Nothing really about this caught my eye. I've seen a lot of right. Yeah. Ninja movies. I've seen a lot of um, big blockbusters. I've seen GI Joe movies. It doesn't look bad. It just kind of looks. It is. It just look. It, it just it kind of exists. And I don't yeah. really. Know it just if I looks buy like Henry a martial Golding. arts film that we've seen a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, it looks right. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if I buy Henry Golding in that role, but. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, yeah, that's a good we'll point, see. too. That's a good point. Well, the great thing about Snake Eyes is you put the mask on and the stuntman does and it all. The stuntman enters stuntman. But he looked like he was doing a lot of those moves and they didn't look half bad with the double katanas. Uh, just imagine him as Leonardo from the Turtles doing all that. <laughs> Slicing people up. Okay, let's move on to the other big news last week regarding AT&T and their property, Warner Brothers, Warner Media. Uh, this was crazy in a deal approximated to be about $43 billion. AT&T has announced the merger of Warner media and discovery. Oh shit. They are basically spinning off Warner media, which is everything. HBO max, Warner brothers, DC comics, CNN, and going to merge it with the Discovery Plus network and the CEO of Discovery, David Zaslav, will be the CEO of this as yet named one company or maybe it's two companies. Uh, that's yet to be uh, decided. But this is crazy news because it's bad for their business, but it's great for the consumer. Meaning us, little backstory, if you guys don't remember, in 2018, the government finally cleared AT&T's acquisition of Warner Media, they uh, paid about $85 billion, okay? So AT&T pays $85 billion to get Warner Media. They do successfully launch HBO Max. Wasn't bad. It's a strong service. Uh, then they go on and they announce their day and date release thing for all of this year, which kind of blew up in their face. They got lawsuits and they, shit. Because they didn't tell a lot of the studios and companies, they were doing this. So for them to turn around and in less than five years, sell off fucking Warner Media for $45 billion, to me, seems like AT&T finally just went, oh, fuck, you know what? We make phones. Maybe we yeah. should just stick to phones. Oh, shit. And not, are they a telecom company? Anthony, what do you make of this business? I mean, this is crazy. It's nuts. Um, but this is kind of what the 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 landscape is, right? Like everyone's trying to figure out this streaming thing and get on get on board. And obviously, as you mentioned, AT and T acquired Time Warner, and then obviously now is selling that portion of their business because they just don't 
They just figured this is a lot harder than we wanted. I think, yes. We figured well, this was a lot harder than we anticipated. Yes. We're not this company. So we're not going to be this conglomerate that does all sorts of things. Warner Media and now being run under Discovery. Very interesting. Yeah. Lots of different facets of content there. Or you can have some fun crossovers. Curious to see you know, what they decide to do with their two streamers. I don't think this is going to be finalized until 2022. It's probably right? going to take a while. The government's going to have to approve it. And, yeah, well, uh, and I think, yeah, I think not till 2022, but it'll be interesting to see. Like, I know HBO Max kind of got off to a rough start. I think they're picking up a little bit of steam. Discovery Plus is doing okay, but it's pretty niche. They have in terms 15 of the million subscribers, Discovery Plus, as of April. So it's not so it'll, huge. It'll be curious to see if they like do a combine or if they do the, the Disney route of a bundle, You know where Disney does ESPN Plus, um, Hulu, Disney Plus. So lots of different things, though. Oh I mean, they have, now they have all the different Discovery st- stuff, all those different kinds of shows, all the different media, CNN... So that's, be that's the thing is if they combine it, this is a group of programming that could rival even the best that Netflix Disney Plus has to offer because they have something literally for everyone. They have live sports. They have news. They have scripted. They have reality. This is one of these things each of the other streaming services lack. And but, they got Oprah. And now, and now they get everything. Rugs, what do you think this means? <laughs> this is great for, for us as consumers, I think. Yeah, I mean, more stuff to the table. Are we going to have to pay for it? That's the question. Is it going to get rolled in or are we going to have to pay for an additional service? Either way, uh, they have more things at their disposal. They have uh, just more assets. So that's better, I guess. When you're, They could probably swap content. Like I feel like they could be con- – Cross pollination from some. You could stuff. do crazy crossovers. Like somebody on Twitter was like, "I can't wait for the Ice Road Truckers Animal Man crossover." Well, I'm, like, th- I'm thinking oh, about like Cartoon great. Network going to HBO Max, maybe. Yeah, yeah. All right, because that's is like a, that's there. a slam TNT, dunk. TBS, yeah. and then you have the Food Network, HGTV, you know, TLC, all those unscripted shows that are hugely popular. Well, they're going to spend too. I was reading the article that I sent you guys. Already. Yeah, twenty billion, which is rivaling what Netflix yeah. spends. And you meant you're right though. Like, if they were to combine this uh, on paper, they actually have every they have everything you would want Hard in to terms beat. of yeah yeah like offerings. Like they can beat Netflix on on the live sports yep. and 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 news. Yep. Um, Amazon, they can beat they can beat Disney because it's not all on the same streamer. So. It on paper again, very interesting. It'll be, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. The, the whole streaming wars thing for me is is very, um, I'm very fascinated. Oh, it's great, thing. and they just shook it up. But this is like a very public admission of like, you know what, we fucked up. We shouldn't have bought fucking Warner Media to begin with. Sorry, which is crazy for them to do it now. This rumor popped up. Well, that's a, that's also a good. Just example of just because like you're successful in in one avenue yeah, of business yeah. or even a couple different avenues doesn't mean you can inquire something else and then bring that knowledge over and no. be like yeah we can just dominate the world no it's it's just not that easy and I don't know why AT and T you know thought they make phones that we can be a Hollywood studio and and make all these things and do uh, no stay in your lane fuckers what are you doing I think they they punched out too quick 
I th- I like think you're also I'm, yeah. It wasn't even not even. I'm surprised it was this quick. That's what was the they biggest. They must have shock. been shitting money. They yeah, must they have had been just to be. shitting money out. Well, there's been a lot of turmoil at Warner Media. People have left. They've been replaced. Those people have left. A lot of fucking infighting. Well, crazy the, shit. The he- the headline I'm seeing for AT and T is their deal with Discovery will help reduce debt ahead of a costly 5G build out. So. They have 5G, and when they bought. Uh, Warner Media initially they leveraged a lot of debt then that they still have so it, the the monies wasn't all there yeah I think it was just them going this is our bread and butter yeah this is what's made it brought us to the dance yeah Duh. the rest of this stuff we don't know what we're doing yeah. and it's costing us a shit ton of money yep. let's just get back to what we know what to I do. think they felt it cost them precious time and money these last few years trying to catch up to 5G and, and, and compete with T-Mobile who's just doing T-Mobile you know I feel like right. Warner Media is like the Scarlett Johansson of cable, of of streaming. Oh, How so? Because you bounce around to all these major players, and then you end up with Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I was gonna go like uh, Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> but that one is better. Yeah, you end up like you end up with Discovery. Yeah. And, you know, it's just weird. It's the weirdest place for. <laughs> that's such a good point. It is the weirdest place for Warner. Warner Brothers shit to end up with Ryan, Discovery. Yeah, you had she, she was with like all the fucking major dudes, and then all of a sudden, boom. And if this new guy running it, the Discovery guy, maybe I mean he knows how to run a fucking thing, unlike the people. Yeah, never know. HBO Max. So, Rugs, did you see this rumor, Anthony? I don't know if you saw this. Suddenly, there's a rumor going around that uh, uh, AT and T or Discovery or somebody may want to sell DC Comics off to Marvel or Netflix or oh, whoever. I it's there's I saw things on Twitter. Rugs, you saw something. Yeah, I saw about DC getting sold off as uh, to make a shit ton of money from hmm. Marvel, but I don't think that there's any water to it. It's just a rumor right now. Just like there's no there's no proof at all. That's just some rumor bullshit. I would that'd be one of those where I mean, obviously I'd be ecstatic, but I, it's one of those I'd have to believe it when I see it. Type. Uh, but thing. look at it from their point of view. This DC Comics publishing is this dangling thing that really doesn't bring in a lot of money. Cost a lot yeah, of money. What about, what about the IP for all the movies? You no, you keep the IP. Hmm, I don't know. Oh, they want to sell just the, the comics? comics. DC, but then you wouldn't keep the comic IP, would you? You'd have yeah, Marvel. I don't, know I don't know. Disney would have to make I the mean, movies. The, You'd have to license that. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Mm, the know. thing about comics is that they're deader than they've ever been. Yes, like Nobody they're like com- the comic book company. <laughs> comics are like completely dead. So it doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. yeah, to sell the comic book, I don't know what kind of value. You want the whole IP if you buy DC. You want to be able to make the toys. You want to be end the movies. The video games. Yeah. You want to make the movies, the TV shows. The, as you mentioned, yeah, the comics, that's the last thing you like want to Marvel make with any of that IP. Marvel just closed their digital comics right? fucking Right, isn't that thing. crazy? Oh, no, yeah. So but, that's how bad it is. What the comics have become is it's just writers. It's for writers to get like build up their name a little yeah, that's bit. That's true. But it's mostly for them to take basically test drive all the ideas that they can then make into movies. Yeah, but who's reading this still? That's the thing. It doesn't matter. They they can matter. they write enough of it where it's like you okay, these script writers can borrow from all these ideas and make a quicker script. I'm sure that I mean and that's probably not the entire intent, but that that would be the way I would use it is just have the writers make comics and then the script writers look at it and go, okay, that's a great idea. We're going to make a movie now. I mean, that's what they've been doing, but I mean, that's all it is now. It used to be more yeah. than that, but now oh, that, absolutely. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's been reduced to just that. 
Yeah. It's just sad. Because you, you look at like uh, the quick turnaround on uh, Miss Marvel. How long is that? That Yeah, that came out like 2014. Yeah, the Hawkeye, yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction stuff. It's all 2000s um, stuff, yeah. That, that Matt Fraction stuff was 2010. The Vision comic book, too, was also in the 2010s. Like they're already, yeah. they're already mining from the 2010s. That's true. So they need more. I mean, this, uh, the stream. Spider Verse, Spider Verse, Into the Spider Verse was mined from. That was the 2000s. Recently. Yeah. 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 Not, not even. To, you keep saying 2000. All this stuff was like maybe 2010s. Maybe it was later. Yeah, it was 2010s. 2000 we were, was a long time ago. We were ago. buying Jesus. comics in 2011, 12. Oh, and it was happening. Yeah. And that was yeah, already happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it didn't take long. They're already past yeah. the 2000s. Yeah. 2000s was like House of M. Yeah, I mean, look at stuff now. They move quicker on Civil War on, is way yeah. done. They did Age of Ultron the same year. They did Age of Ultron, and it was like a whole different story. But remember, they had yeah, a, a, a Age of Ultron yeah. series. Anyways, this fucking merger is wild, wild streaming news, and the streaming wars continue. Follow up story: uh, Amazon reportedly was weeks into negotiations to buy MGM Studios. For about $9 billion. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, MGM is one of the original four studios that started Hollywood. And right. if they buy... That, that fucking tiger in the beginning of it. Yeah, the MGM lion. Movie. Yeah, with RKO, oh, Warner... Lion, yeah, lion, sorry. It was RKO, MGM, uh, and uh, Warner Brothers. And I forgot who the fourth one was. But if they buy MGM, that means they own the James Bonds. They own what else do they own? They own uh James here, I'll read it. James Bond, Robocops, Robocop, Rocky Creed, Pink Panther, movies such as Silence of the Lands, yeah, yeah. Magnificent Seven, Four Weddings and a Funeral. TV includes Stargates, All the Stargates. Vikings, Fargo, Handmaid's Tale, Condor, American Gladiators, Teen Wolf in the Heat of the Night, and then also your your favorite show, The Voice, and yeah. Survivor, oh, Shark Tank, the Housewives, The Hills. So imagine Amazon gets all 17,000 episodes of programming and 4,000 extra films by buying MGM, and now they can make movies through MGM. And That's now no one can find them on their app because the app is so terrible on Amazon. Yeah, then they're going to get buried. <laughs> uh, well, the, the thing about Amazon for the longest time is like they really don't have, you know, first off, you go on there and it, it's confusing as fuck to even, even, not even on the app, but just on the, the extra yeah, TV. Yeah. And then they don't really have something other than some of their original programming that you can like anchor to. Like, what are they known for? They don't have a, a backlog of cat of stuff that's people want to watch. And MGM would finally give them that piece. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to watch the James Bonds? You got to go to Amazon Prime. Well, and, and then you, and then you also have not only the James Bonds, but then you have the ability to make more. Yeah. Like they finally have franchises that they they don't have to create out of thin air, and this is actually kind of a small price tag. We've been talking about it's 40, nothing. fifty billion dollar mergers. It's Nine nothing. Dollars for a whole Bezos studio. Shits that in the morning. Yes, yeah, that's, that's how much he doesn't pay in Texas for half a week. <laughs> that motherfucker. Like uh, Bezos is like the richest dude ever. He can afford to pay this. Oh, yes, and he could pay to get the fucking the app to be better like why i don't know why they don't do that? that i mean they're spending half a billion on lord of the rings one season why can't you make the app better fucking bezos so they said amazon is currently 200 million prime members jeff bezos has told investors that 175 million of those streamed video content in the past year uh not bad numbers but then they want to get bigger so everything's merging everything's consolidating people are buying everybody else out be on the lookout for more of this. The the only one that's like 
it's been recently in the news what they haven't committed themselves to anything for a long term yeah. is Sony. They're like the horror that's Sony's just like Sony's like we right, we'll, yes. We'll be with you for a little bit. And we'll be no, with you. They're smart. They're like, we'll just sell our shit to all you fuckers that think you could start right. a thing because nobody yeah. else is doing that now. Everybody's locking they're not it down. Gonna marry some fucking anchor on a sh- comedy no. show. Well, <laughs> they're gonna look around and shop around. <laughs> they're kind of smart because nobody else is doing that. Everybody else wants their own little walled off fucking paywall thing. Uh, well, let's let's say let's just real yeah. quick. We don't have to dive too deep into it, but let's say all these things go through. Would you have a favorite just on paper Fuck. amongst all the big ones? I mean, I think, man, I don't know. With the with the addition of content to HBO Max and Amazon, those two suddenly uh, are a little more exciting in terms of Keep in mind, though, Disney has, they haven't really done a lot, but they have like their Fox stuff. They have their Disney stuff. Yeah. You have to think of Disney, though, as a bundle. And Hulu. It's, and you got to kind of think I of Hulu. I watch Disney the least. Yeah. Like when I'm watching... Disney the least. I think I watch Amazon more than I watch Disney. Do you watch Hulu at all? I do watch Hulu, but not as much as I watch Amazon and HBO Max. Gotcha. So this week, the st- out of the stuff I watched, I watched more stuff on HBO Max than anything else. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, I don't have a loyalty. Yet. Yeah, I just watch. You go whatever, where it is. You go where the shit is. Where, yeah, yeah, you just go yeah, where it yeah. is. Me too. I mean, if I hear there's a really good movie. On a thing, I'm like, I'm going to go find this movie. Where is it? Oh, here it is. So right. as long as I can get to it. But it's just, right. this is just going to make it harder <laughs> to figure out, to navigate before they start bundling things and clean it up a little. Because, wow, this will be a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to be a fight for a little bit, and we'll see what shakes out. It's exciting. And I think ultimately the consumers will should benefit because there's just going to be so, there's already so much shit to watch as we will get into. A little bit of casting news rugs you'll like this one uh okay henry cavill who uh won't be superman anymore and will be the witcher again he is g- cast he's going to star in the highlander reboot oh i shit. love this i love this casting and it's, it's from great. chad stahelski of uh the john wick fame hopefully this shit is fucking awesome because He's already got sword training from yep. the Witcher. So he's already like he's already dialed in. Uh he's perfect for the role. I mean, he's fucking a leading man who's fucking, you know, buff and everything and has charisma. So fuck it. Like let's do this shit. Let's fucking ma- make the Highlander and and let's like achieve glory here because I love fucking the whole concept of Highlander. The first movie is such a fucking wacky movie. Anthony, you ever seen Highlander? It's on Amazon right now. I don't think I've seen it in full. No, I definitely. The haven't. first one stars Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, it's the, and it's Clancy a great, Brown. Terrible movie. Explain the concept, Rugs. There can be only one. There can be only one. That's all you need to know. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Basically, there there are uh, the Highlanders. They're they're immortals, yeah. and they're they're born, and they they sense each other. And they seek each other out to, to kill, kill each, each other. other. Yes. And then when you kill them, you you absorb all of their power and all of their knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. it's pretty and cool. And then basically they just they have a gathering, and at, at the end of it, there only there can be only one. So uh, the great thing about the Highlander is that the bad guy is badass. Is the Kurgan, and the Kurgan is fucking a great bad guy. So like the like, you don't watch the Highlander for Christopher Lambert because he sucks. <laughs> All right, you watch the Highlander for fucking the Kurgan 
who is uh, Clancy Brown and fucking Clancy badass. Clancy Brown in 86. He's amazing. He's got a fucking mohawk. He's scary. He's ugly. He fucking is just, in, he's just so fucking intimidating. There was uh, three sequels and like a bunch of TV shows. USA had a TV Every show for a while. Every movie after that is just unwatchable. Yeah. The, the first TV one is show, the best. Don't watch any of the, the other The TV ones. show is not bad. Like, but I mean, it, it's so dated, but yeah. like it's for the time it was I, fine. I think I caught uh, some of the TV show as a kid, yeah. but I do remember, not vividly, but I do feel like I have a passing memory of being in Blockbuster, walking by like the VHS tapes that were for rent and seeing Highlander. All the Highlanders. Like, and just going, <laughs> what is this? No, that doesn't look good. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm, I'm like I'm like 11 years old, but I don't think I'll this is admit, good. I, it, it took me a while to actually watch the movie, and then I was like, "Holy shit, this is great!" Why didn't somebody tell me to watch this? Sean earlier? Connery is in it. Yes, the I great mean, Sean he, Connery. He slummed it big time for that movie. But <laughs> if you ever want to listen to a fucking hilarious podcast, I now make a recommendation of a podcast on our podcast. Yeah, but we hate movies. The Highlander episode. The we hate movies podcast, yeah. the Highlander episode. All they do is make fun of Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert <laughs> the whole, for two that hours. That's amazing. And I was fucking, I, I had to almost change my fucking make pants at one point. I was just <laughs> laughing my fucking balls off. I look. I hope this is good for Cavill. Anthony, what do you think about this? Cavill is trying to be like a franchise guy, but he hasn't really hit. Like I feel. Bad Superman kind of taken away from him. He would have done great. It got all fucked up. He is in the Mission Impossible movie. He had a pretty good role in that. He's the Witcher, which people seem to like. And then there's Enola Holmes where he plays Sherlock on Netflix. But, like, I want one of these things to hit. And Highlander could be the franchise that makes it. Well, it's big. not, I mean, being. Con- no, come on. No? Connor McCloud is not as much cloud as Superman. I mean, I, I think know, even the Witcher is even more cooler than uh, that. All right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't I, I as much as enthusiasm as you might have for something, I don't think the Highlander is the one that's going to be like his defining. It um, all depends on how good this movie is, because this is Chad Stileski or yeah, Chad Stahelski. I can't say Stahelski. his name right. You could have a crazy yeah, action. Maybe. maybe. I feel like the Witcher is already really popular. Yeah, the Witcher is good for him. I just. And just the fact that he's a. like. A quote unquote failed Superman. I know. Do you like think yeah, once in a while he's just filming something and he's just like, I got him a fucking Superman. What happened? God yeah, damn but it. Superman's not as cool as fucking Highlander. Though. That's what I'm saying. Highlander and, is. And cool. he's also, I think Ben Affleck gets a lot more flack for being a failed Batman. That's true. It wasn't his like, fault, it, it, is the thing. It was neither of their no, fault, that's really. That's but. true. That's true. Uh, no, I think he's great for this, especially because of the sword training he already has. You need that. And uh, the concept is sick. Slam- I've been waiting for this movie to get off the ground. I've been wanting the Highlander reboot, like like a fresh start with like a fucking talented director. I'm like, I'm fucking so ready for this. Uh, I- you never hear me excited about anything. Listen, so in a Hollywood where things. they don't do original things. Yeah, do a Highlander. What are you waiting for? Let's do this. This was like a movie that was done in a bad way that could be done in a great way yeah so it has so much potential it has a great premise is the thing so and great mythology uh listener uh visit our uh t public shop maybe you want to buy some merch a t-shirt or a face mask or a a cell phone cover jockinner.com slash shop there are sales all the time a lot of comfortable comfortable clothing apparel with the jockinner logo on it to wear and again Joe Henry's out there at the skate park wearing a different t-shirt. It's amazing. Jockey nerd. 
weird. He's my age. I don't know how he doesn't hurt himself. Okay, last thing in the news is something uh, caught your eye, Anthony, and it's a segment oh, I God. like to call Bad Photoshop. It's time for Bad Photoshop, everyone. This is always fun. The Flash has put out a new poster of uh, actor Jordan Fisher. They're introducing Bart Allen, who plays... Uh, Impulse, is it? Uh, he's like uh, uh, Barry and Iris' son from the future. Bart Allen, right? Bart Allen, yes. Yeah, yeah. Future son. Anyways, they put out this goofy-ass, uh, I don't even know what to call this collage, with a comic-accurate suit and the worst fucking airbrushing of a costume. I don't know. And his head looks too big. Anthony, what do you make of this? <laughs> Why is this going to be one of the worst I've ever oh, seen? We, we make fun of Marvel all the time, Lame. and rightly so. <laughs> but I mean, this is so awful. I looked on i I saw this on Instagram, and then I just looked at the comments, and I didn't. I honestly didn't see one. <laughs> I scrolled through maybe like thirty, forty comments. There was not one Ugh. good comment. It was all like, "This show is really jump, you know, jumped the shark. What is this? Like nothing good. Like who let this out?" This must be a joke. Like, how how does this, this, ma- how does this make it? This, the top of the the head just looks wrong. <laughs> it's so bad. It's the head. This head is way too big. Something is uh, something. Uh, just uh, you can know. clearly see the head is just not. It doesn't. I mean, they didn't even like try to make it fit the body. Uh, something's amiss. Yeah, I think they're trying right. to match. And his head is almost too aerodynamic. <laughs> like it's just weird way. It's horrible. Way they, it's so bad. Yeah. His head shouldn't be that big. No, it's just it way be, too big. It shouldn't be that big and thin. He, he looks top heavy. Like he'll fall right over if he stops running. He can't stop running. Wow. But uh this, this is this is crazy. This uh I mean this this I mean it looks like it's for like Nickelodeon. This is so is, bad. It's so well, listen, bad. Listen, it's the 150th episode of The Flash he's going to premiere and they were trying to recreate a comic book cover. But let me can we talk about The Flash for a second? This show Needs to be taken out behind the barn and maybe just put to bed. Oh, shit. Just shot in the head. I'm still watching it, but I barely watch it. I can't. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I can't finish an episode. Here's what's going on cast-wise. Carlos <laughs> Valdez, who plays Cisco, and Tom Cavanaugh, who plays Harrison Wells, they had a seven-year contract. Their contracts are done at the end of the season. And then rumor is like Daniel Pennebaker, who plays Caitlin Snow. She's also done. So I am surprised that they're introducing new characters to the show that really needs to just be finished and over. Now that you have HBO Max and a place where you can spend more money and make it a little more edgy and have better production, the show is so cheap looking this season. It's so dumb. None of the, the the things don't make sense. There's a new guy. They got Chester on the team. I don't even know how he got there. Well, this is what happens is that as you have a cast and they renegotiate yeah, for their salaries. More and more money every year. So you have to pay them more. That means the effects that they the budget goes sm- yes. get smaller. And, and the show looks so And then the cheap. viewership goes down. So then you got less ad revenue coming in. So it all just – it's just a slow death that's just really pathetic, and and you hate to see it. So they should make the series five years max, yeah, and then yeah. that's too many for fucking Even Flash. That, they need to kill all these shows. Supergirl's ending, Black Lightning canceled. Legends is still I on. I can't believe you're still watching this stuff. I'll tell you what, though. Superman and Lois, holy shit. Geek boner. This is yep. a good show. It's not like the other CW shows. They clearly have more money. They have more budget, mm. better production. Well, it's the first budget. season. Uh, the first season, they, they did the first five episodes. They took a break. They just came back with episode six. And that episode is great. It's really good. 
surprisingly get around to watching it surprisingly good i don't know if i could ever get around to watching these shows again and, and this is coming from yeah, someone no, that it's was hard. I, like die yeah. hard into arrow I and like flash you. when it first started yeah. and you made us watch that crisis whatever yeah, it, was. The it was crisis or something yeah, crisis of and i was like <laughs> i had to wait i was like so bad it wasn't that long ago that I enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah, isn't like, that this weird? isn't like something where I can like blame on being a child. Yeah. I was like, "What is wrong with?" Yeah. Me? Well, when you when you're starved for something like this and you get it, and Arrow was a good foray into it. You know, yeah. it started great, started so dark. We, yeah. we had this like idea that oh, finally these shows are going to be good, but then they kind of slipped into this whole formulaic Berlanti verse that was like. Everybody gets a crew. Everybody gets a Scooby gang. Everybody has. It's every show and nobody's watching uh, Batwoman. Nobody's watching any of these shows. And then you know what you're going to get action wise. It's always going to be the same like boilerplate action. You're not going to get anything that's transcends or like. This fucking storyline on The Flash is so dumb. And it's like Caitlin and Killer Frost split. So they're separate bodies. And then. The DA tries to sue Killer Frost, and oh god, it's just horrible. I, I uh, it needs to, it needs to go away. Superman and Lois, You're sadist. Superman and Lois, highly recommend it. Just keep that one. Fucking kill the rest of them. Well, You'll that's on fine. HBO Max now. Superman and Lois. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of the CW, or maybe they're on Hulu. I don't know where they are, but it is. It's different. It's a different class than these old CW shows that have run out of money and are too long in the tooth. Five years ago, this shit was great. You, you, you don't need it. Just end it. Uh, okay, good stuff, gang. We're going to take a break here, play some promos, and we're going to come back and talk about a lot of out-of-focus, fast-moving zombies in slow motion. It's confusing. We'll find out what that's about right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Peter here from How Do I Jump? We are an independent news, media, and entertainment outlet dedicated to bringing you all that's hot and fresh in the video game world with a definite focus on indie games. Our podcast, The Weekly Jump, rounds up all those gaming headlines and stories into a fun and entertaining hour for your informative enjoyment. Find us on Spreaker, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. For ad-free podcasts and bonus content, head to patreon.com slash howdoijump. To learn more, visit howdoijump.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Listener, if you enjoy the show right now, is a great time to join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! And for little as $3 a month, you will support the show and you get access to a bonus RSS feed that has bonus content. The shows come out early. 
There's the sports shows, movie reviews, fun little mini shows we've done. There's hundreds of hours of bonus things we've put up there that get unlocked instantly when you sign up at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Do it now. Let's get into this week's review. It is the brand new zombie movie, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead on Netflix. Here's your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Spurler time. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes presently sitting at a 70% tomato meter. Wow. 6.1 out of 10 average rating. So to compare, we know Zack Snyder has made one other zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead, and way back in 2004. Predates like the Walking Dead TV show and everything, right? That one's 76% on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever it's worth. Army of the Dead, though, cost him $90 million to make. And even though it's a Netflix release, they did release in select theaters uh, a week earlier, May 14th. So he made a couple hundred thousand dollars there. But really, that was uh, – I don't I, th- it was neat they did that. I don't know why they wanted to do that just to get it in theaters. Uh, I think people can enjoy it in the theater. I think this movie would be great on a big screen, absolutely. Uh, the movie, of course, directed by, story by, screenplay written by, with others, produced by, he's also the director of photography and the camera operator, your boy Zack Snyder, Geek did all those things on this movie. So he is very involved. This is this is his baby. This is his project. Anthony, what happens in this fucking long two and a half hour zombie movie? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> a lot. Uh, a lot, and, and then not a lot. And not. Um, right. So there's this payload that the military is escorting that no one knows what's in the payload. And they get into an accident, and there happens to be like a zombie alien, I would say. Some sort of like zombie alien, maybe a biological weapon type thing. Something, Something yes. escapes into Las Vegas. It does the whole zombie stick where it bites people. The people become zombies that get infected. And it takes over Las Vegas. And Las Vegas becomes uh, a quarantine zone. Or zone that just no one can invade. Any, no one can be living in anymore. And it's just been blocked off. And there's people that have been living outside of the quarantine zone. And Dave Batista's character is a mercenary that did really well getting out of the zombie land in Vegas. And he's hired by a Japanese guy, Haruyuki Sanada's character, to basically get $50 million or $250 million, something like that. $200 million. $200 million out of a casino that is unaccounted for, and he can split it with whoever is on his team. So basically, this is a movie about uh, Dave Bautista getting a team of people to go back into the zombie land that's like, no can do, you shouldn't be here get the money out before a nuke gets dropped on Vegas. Yeah, before they nuke Vegas. And then there's a side storyline with uh Dave and his and his estranged daughter. So, yeah, it's a it's a uh heist zombie up against the clock type movie. Yeah, with a ticking yeah. clock, absolutely. Uh before I find out what you thought, let's highlight the cast real quick. You mentioned Dave Bautista playing Scott Ward, Ella Purnell playing his daughter Kate. You have Omari Hardwick as Vander Ho, Anna De La Reguera as Maria Cruz, Theo Rossi as asshole Burt Gummings, uh, Matthias Schweighofer 
as Dieter. I think that's how you pronounce it. There's two dots over the O. Schweighofer. Good German name. Great German name. Uh, you got Nora Arnezidar as Lily the Coyote. Hiroki Sonata as Bly Tanaka, who we just saw in Mortal Kombat. Uh, Garrett, right. Garrett Dillahunt as Martin. Tig Nataro as Marianne Peters. Oh, we'll get to her in a second and who she replaced. Raul Castillo as Guzman. Huma Qureshi as Gita. Uh, Samantha Wynn as Chambers. And then you got the people playing the zombies. Did you say and, Paz Vega? Uh, Paz? Wait, who did Paz Vega play? Where is oh, it? Oh, shit. Maybe I maybe I got the wrong person. Uh, Who played? Oh, the the main girl. Uh, that? Uh, Ella Purnell, the daughter. No, no, the the other the girl that he hires that that's the mechanic or whatever. Tignataro. Marianne Peters Tignataro, the not the helicopter pilot. No, I thought that was Paz Vega. No, there's no Paz <laughs> Vega in this. There is a Matthias Schweighofer <laughs> and a Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada. Are you serious? Let me look at this. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck Paz, Paz Vega. Vega is. What are you talking about? Okay, Anthony, anyways, yes. what did you think of this uh, zombie fest once it was over? Oh, an- oh okay. Anna de la Reguera. That that's said that Anna de la Guerra played Maria. Paz Vega. <laughs> Sorry, Paz Vega. You didn't get this role. Oh, by the way, my reaction was bleh. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I mean, it was... It yeah. was Hold on, I'm gonna give you a picture of Paz Vega. Okay. Tell me that you don't think it's a fucking same person. Let's see what Paz Vega looks. like. I just put it in the notes. Paz okay. Vega. Oh my god, it looks just like that girl. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, okay, it does. She doesn't look like Tignataro. Not Tignataro. She <laughs> looks like Anna de la Reguera, uh, who also looked like Vasquez from Aliens. We'll get into that. Okay. Paz Vega is known for movies like. Oh, she was in Spanglish with um, Adam Sandler. Remember that movie? Yeah, okay, let's get off Paz okay, Vega. Enough, we, we spent a lot oh, of time on. I don't know if you want to get off Paz Vega. <laughs> see these pictures. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> this movie was. Um, it's not very offensive, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not really. I just never was really all that riveted by what was on screen. I didn't find it to be like. I didn't know really what. I should be feeling. I wasn't particularly scared of the zombies. Mm. I wasn't particularly um, all that enamored by what the storyline was. Really, I didn't because I didn't really care about a lot of the humans. I didn't find it like exceptionally funny. I didn't find it to be like super viscerally entertaining in terms of the action. So it just was kind of like it just seemed like a, a very long, okay zombie movie that we've seen in other variations before. Yeah, he adds a couple of things. And there's to a the couple zombies. different things. Like I like the, the, the zombies having like these smart zombies that are like kind of like in this like I felt like they were like alien type zombies. Okay, and that's stuff. interesting. That, you that said was interesting. Alien. Okay. But there wasn't really I don't know, I just never was really grabbed by the movie. Again, okay, yeah. it doesn't it wasn't like offensive other than like maybe some of the musical cues that he had. Yeah. But it just was like well, like this was just there. That was it. Yeah, that's very I, I, I just expected to feel more from a Zack Snyder zombie movie. Mm, interesting. Rugs, what'd you make of this movie coming out of it? I mean, <laughs> the entire like plot of this movie is ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. And, and so stupid. And unnecessary things in it. Like, okay, so let's just let, let's just iron some things out right away. All right. First of all, you have an outbreak that happens in Las Vegas. Right. And all the zombies just stay put where they are while they are meticulously like locking them in. While with they fucking wall them in. Yeah. While they wall them in and they don't, you know, and 
this wall that they put up is easily scalable. Like I could climb it and I'm a fucking weakling. It's just shipping right? containers. Yeah. yeah. Again, well. they're meant to be climbed. Yeah. The logistics like, of that didn't make any sense. That number one. So right there off the top of the bat is <laughs> that then the mission yeah. where you got to send these guys on this ruse to go after this fucking money so that one guy can get the head of the person. It's the first person they see that literally when they walk in. Yeah, just get it. Leave. They could have just doing? chopped that person's head off and came right, right back in and not have to do anything. It's it's such a dumb. The, the whole concept is beyond stupid. Well, also, also, you like they planted seeds like so everyone's getting paid different amounts, right? Yeah, so you're yeah, going, yeah. Okay, this is going to be like a like a screw job thing where they're each going to like find out who's making what. And I'm right. like, oh fuck you! Like we, I'm going to get more of the cut. Yeah, and they do none of that. That's so. That's <laughs> what. I, okay, that's what that was running through my head the whole time. I was like, two hundred million sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not a lot of money for what he wants them to do. And then after you've well, told everyone, I mean, it's a lot of money. But <laughs> after you've told everyone the amounts they're making, and then they see the money, wouldn't you be like? Hold on, what the fuck? I'm only getting fifty grand for this. Who's making all this money? And to carry out that amount of money, that's a lot of labor. Like it just the whole thing doesn't seem practical. But of course we find out, you know, there wasn't about the money. Right. Uh what, which was, is what was the deal? I was also very confused on the whole like quarantine zone that people were living outside of Vegas and then why the French lady was bringing people in. Like what what was the deal with that? Because they could crack open safes and you could grab money. Oh, okay. or crack open like uh, there's all that money oh, just sitting there. Okay, I got it. Yeah, so, so they can the buy their way the out. Quarantine zone. Why were people living there? I think he there's three things that he touches on that are like kind of topical, but he kind never of like the COVID thing. Yes, he never fleshes them out. There's the temperature check. That's a brief thing. There's the quarantine, and then the coyote. Is, why are those people in the quarantine? I, I want to understand. Why I don't know. There. Maybe they didn't make it out of. But they're out of there. But are they infected? I think that they might have marks on them that they don't know. Oh, they got to check if they weren't bit or whatever. If they were bit or not, they have injuries and they can't tell like if they're bit or not. So mm. maybe they have to sit in the car quarantine zone. But I still think it's ridiculous. The quarantine zone is right it's, there. I know, it's, yeah. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. They all got nuked anyways. But the coyote, I think, was a thing about like building the wall at the Mexican border. But it's like none of it is fleshed out. It's just well, like throwaway things. And then like it just the coyote thing, like. She was great, Dean? by the way. One of my favorite characters. She was, was all right. Really I, did, honestly, I didn't find anyone other than really? actually the German guy to be all that great. <laughs> Peter was great too. Um, that didn't make sense either. They need to be like smuggled in, right, by the coyote. But they all just like show up to the camp. There's like a, a group of ten mercenaries showing up, and then they just get Theo Rossi to join them. It's yeah. like, did you need to be snuck? Like, I don't. I they just, just walked in. They just walked in. Yeah. So <laughs> like, she does, they just walked into she, her apartment, and she has a door that goes back into the fucking. <laughs> It's she, like it's just beyond stupid. She does yeah. have like, that line though, where she's like, "You think this is their prison? They consider this their uh, kingdom. So maybe they didn't want to expand and they control. They they like living in this area. And but I don't know what the zombies wanted. Then there's some zombies that don't move. They just sit there. Well, there was that yeah. whole scene with the sleeping shambler zombies, which was that had some tension. There, I'll agree with a, a lot of what you guys said. It's a it's an okay zombie flick. There was a lot of int- neat things that I liked, but the, overall, the whole thing. Of course, it, there's a hundred minute movie in there that's probably way better. Well, the, just the sheer stupidity of the movie is number one. Yeah. Then you have the fact that it's too long. Yeah, it's way too, way long. too long. All right. Now, we acknowledge both of those things. 
did I enjoy aspects of it? I loved the opening with Richard Cheese. I want to talk about I the love, opening credits. Yeah. I love Richard Cheese. Who's Richard that, Cheese? He's the guy Richard singing Richard Cheese that song. is the guy. He's a lounge singer. Yeah. And he does lounge versions of... Can you look up Richard Cheese down with the he sickness? He does down with the sickness, which he used in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yes. he does. He does a lot of covers of like '90s alt songs, and his yes. band is called Lounge Against the Machine. Machine, yeah, as opposed so his, to Rage Against the Machine. He does like all of these songs, especially rap songs, where like a lot of cursing, but he sings it in the lounge with so his voice, movie, and it's the, fucking you know, hilarious. And the movie is full of Zack Snyder music choices, like really weird cover songs, and then of course he has to use. Very zombie by stuff, cranberries yeah. right the same fucking song zombie of course you're gonna use zombie well, by there was a song in the beginning where, or what like one point where it's like i'm like all alone or like one by one or something like he's musical cues because i had the captions on yeah and sometimes they're so <laughs> they're singing what's happening the yeah. <laughs> they're singing yeah, there what's was happening. there was a bunch of people criticizing him for using zombie because it's about the ira or right it's not know. about zombies Zack snyder they're not that literal they're a little smarter than you the cranberries but to be fair they use that song in like every 90s tv show yeah i guess they in every 90s movie like you know the opening sequence was crazy because he shows you the zombie war that we never find out about and there's a reason he's setting things up but all this shit happens he uses the opening montage typical Zack snyder montage lots of slow motion but he uses it to set up the characters which I thought was kind of interesting. And then to open with topless zombie boobies. I mean, come on. Geek boner. That's a good open right There's there. There's things in this movie that made me I was laugh. like, oh, I never saw that There were before. things where I was like, hey, this is fun. Uh, easy peasy, I, lemon squeezy. That I was did like fun. a lot of little things. But uh, when you look at the just the, the sheer amount, it's like, it's like almost like Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just it's just so ridiculously stupid that you can't ignore it. You have to acknowledge the stupidity and then you go, oh, yes, but I enjoyed this. And that's how I feel about this movie. It's like the only difference is that this movie punished me with a half hour too long of a movie. There's a lot of so if it was a little bit shorter. Yeah. I would be a lot more kind of forgiving of it Yeah, because yeah. I did enjoy lots of aspects of it. I, I felt this one was it dragged more than like the four hour version of fucking it did. It felt justice longer league. than justice league because there was this like plot point with his daughter that was completely useless and with Gita or yes. whatever her name yes. is. No, I'm all for having was, which Indian, one was Gita. The one the where he in, falls in love the girl. No, Gita was the girl that the daughter was looking for. And oh, she yeah, was yeah. in the building. And you really know dumb. what? She fucking died anyways at the end, I think, in the helicopter with Peters. This is my favorite part about that. Like, everything in this movie is stupid. Like, everybody okay, dies. Okay, so, so, for two Peter and Oliver and, and her two friends are like locked up in this room waiting for the, like, the evil zombie to come get them. And then that, the, you know, the head zombie calls the troops out and they all storm the other casino. Wait, they go over there. Why are they just standing there? They just could leave. leave. Yes, they all left. <laughs> they don't know. I don't know. Well, also, the, the like the whole scene where Dave Batista and Paz Vega, not Paz Vega, Paz Vega, and like she admits his her feelings for him, and it's yeah. just like, where did this come from? Yeah, that was something they didn't really <laughs> set it, for up. me. I mean, I, I first off, I think God, I like Godzilla vs Kong way better. Obviously, huh. um, I think it's a much more memorable movie. I, I don't think I'll think about this movie ever again. Yeah, like yeah. it's literally. There's nothing to me that was like super memorable. Like we've seen. I've seen plenty of things where zombies are getting mowed down by a bunch of people. Like what I just didn't see, like all his new ideas 
were like kind of half baked. He didn't really execute on anything. Like he he had some like all these little tidbits of like good ideas, like combining a heist movie with a zombie movie. Maybe these maybe the zombies are smart. Maybe like there's obviously the 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 corporation wants to get the alien zombies that like, get their head to study them. Like they're a nuclear weapon. Then you got the like little storyline with the father daughter, but like nothing. Like, what is this movie really? It's not about anything. No, there's no like message. And that, that's how I felt too. I was like, wait a minute. What was this about? I, no, I don't even necessarily the need a message. I don't what need a message. I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just more like, what do you want me to remember? There was no this? point. Everybody dies except for Kate and Tanaka. There's a lot of similarities to the aliens, the movie aliens in this, but it's not done as well, obviously. Well, I mean, where's the tension? I mean, because you have a ticking clock, right? Yeah. But yeah. then. You, first off, you have a ticking clock, but they in, introduce the ticking clock like halfway in the, the last yeah. third of the movie, and then it gets moved and, up, and, and it's and it gets and it's supposed to be like an hour, and they like they go through that super quick, yeah. And but, it's like, but the, like the the whole ticking clock thing could have been like in Aliens, the ticking clock was like used to perfection, yeah. but like this yep, is yep, just yep, like yep. I don't know, like I did. Do I even care if they get nuked? Nuke like, them all, whatever. fuck them, nuke and nuke Vegas. Well, l- let me ask you, Anthony, what do you think of the visuals of you are the only one that's familiar with Vegas? And they spent a lot of time digitally recreating Vegas for this movie and destroying it. I thought that it looked good, the effects. You know what? To be honest, it looked okay. Yeah. But if you're going to use put zombies in Vegas. Yeah. There better be a lot more scenes where it looks like fucking Vegas. It's the Vegas was already destroyed. They had a whole <laughs> yeah. war. It's all done. They already fucking blew the, the place up. The only stuff that felt like Vegas was when they had turned on the lights in the casino. In the casino. But everything else, yeah. the the scene in the in the vault, the scene with the the zombies hanging out, the the, the, the dilapidated uh, Olympus, like none of that was really like Vegas mm, scenery. Mm, mm. Interesting. I don't know. It just was, was he, looking. He tried hard. Know, yeah, why well, said it? Why well, said it there? He tried hard. Well, I said it there, and then destroy yeah. Vegas in the first two minutes, and yeah. then not have it be really in Vegas. And then you had it in fake hotels. Olympus is not a hotel. That's not a hotel. No. And the other one wasn't. But yeah, they show you a whole zombie war. We don't get to see any oh, of it. One more thing. Yeah. That fucking tiger looked awful. Okay, so look, I'll, here, well, let's get back to the zombies. There was a couple of like new things. So CGI, we, that was CGI, zombie tiger, CGI. Didn't terrible. look the greatest. Looked terrible. The zombie horse was actually a fucking practical horse wearing a goddamn zombie suit. Oh, shit. Yeah, looked, looked, a, looked a little bit better. Now, do you have the shamblers? But we've, but we've seen Game of Thrones with zombie horses. Oh, fuck, we did see the... the, the what, That's the, right. The ice, it was better. ice knight, the ice giant guy had the fucking zombie horses. Those were great. That's true. Yeah, like, think about, like... Uh, like hard home, yeah, that was when great. That, that yeah. scene where they're killing, like, that's way better. Yeah. And that's just with swords. You you had like guys with machine guns, with machine and bombs. guns, and mowing everybody down. So they have the shamblers, which are your your normal zombies. You gotta have headshots, take them down. They bite you. They make more zombies. They're slow, but then the alphas trying to be a new thing. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. They can use weapons. They have feelings. They can accept human sacrifices and make deals. They can communicate with the other zombies. They can wear armor to protect themselves. And then if Alpha bites you, you become an Alpha. Now, 
The craziest thing is they can have babies. What the fuck is going on? I did not. There were some weird things. There was a couple of weird things. There was the baby thing. Did you notice one of the zombies was a fucking robot? I I didn't know if that was a robot or was that was just that blue blood. No, no, not that. There was another one. Clearly, he shoots him in the head and you see a metal frame, a metal robot head as if the government was experimenting with robot zombies and they broke loose. Also... In the beginning, they're coming from Area 51, and you see two UFOs in the distance fly off. So then, wait, and then there's more because Vanderho introduces the time loop theory in the middle of the movie where he finds these people. And she's wearing the same necklace with the key that the girl is, and he's like, what if we're in a time loop? So he throws out aliens, time loop, and fucking all this shit and never does anything with it, yeah. really. That's no, just no. some hacky shit. What is all yeah, this? The time loop thing was such a like. Well, why even do that? It's just a. It's just a wink and a nod. But yeah, like, but why is there a baby? Why is there a zombie fetus? What is the point of this? <laughs> I don't know. I think. Well, that's that's to illustrate that they're, they're different than they're regular different. zombie. Yeah, it's a different thing. It's not what we think zombies are. Yeah, I mean, he did a decent. Like, I I was kind of intrigued with like it being a different kind of zombie, but. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was all that. I just don't. I don't feel like it was all that memorable. I, in my, hindsight. my my thing is that if they would have cut this movie a little bit better, and they would have thought about a little bit more about the, this whole thing about getting the fucking zombie head, and that's what the the whole point of it was. I feel like that kind of ruined the movie for me. That like. Oh, you, so you have this guy go into this huge mission where you could easily capture a zombie. That's not even a problem. It's like, it's not even a yeah, hard the, thing to do. Well, I mean, the, the queen zombie was, uh, she was fast, but he got her anyways. That guy had the best death, though. The fucking tiger bit his head off, bit his face off. Right. That was fantastic. I mean, there was some gory ass death when, especially in that beginning opening that it's, was done yeah. with, to the, to the music yeah. was great. I thought that's my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is the opening and, montage and, yeah. and that they yeah. show you the characters and they're standing in front of like yeah. the fucking, you know, the, the gray screen, yeah. but you can it's clearly like see the stands, yeah. the C stands yeah. behind them. Yeah. And, um, I liked, I, I thought that was pretty cool and cinematic and artsy and shit. And you know the explosions as the jets come in. There's some cool stuff there, but overall, I thought it was too long and too stupid to really, <laughs> really recommend it. Um, I do think that there's some fun to be had by watching it if you're into stuff like this. There's but some decent zombie. It's not shit. a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. I like the scene where they use the zombies to trip the booby traps in the hallway. That was kind of fun. I so. What did you think of Dave Batista in a lead role? Batista, he was, fine. he was okay. He has this kind of like teddy bear vulnerability about him, and I kind of was drawn to that. He's better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, he was. I thought he was fine. Yeah, he he. Uh, he Although I, I, he seems. I just I don't know if I, I. It was just me that noticed it, but whenever he runs, yeah, he seems so slow. <laughs> he's heavy, dude. The guy's <laughs> he's top a big heavy. Guy. Jesus, he can't move that fast. I mean, he's definitely a big guy. He yeah. just he seems so slow. But yeah, I mean. The whole him daughter thing, yeah. I mean, again, the daughter just like going out and escape. Like it was the just, da- they just—it was the stupidest way to ugh. get her to go with them with this fucking Gita. Yeah, and then she's got to go, and then you got to go get them, and the fucking—it's uh, a lot. But uh, Batista, I only know him as an actor, and it, it, he kind of surprised me. I loved Lily the Coyote. Uh, I thought Tignataro, you know, she was funny in the scenes she was in, and. 
the circumstances that she had to do. Do you realize every time you see her, that was Chris D'Elia. And every time you see Tig, she had to shoot that scene in front of a green screen after they shot the whole movie. She never met anybody on the cast. And they green screened and recreated things and plopped her in. And some of it is seamless. Some of it looks a little weird. You can tell. Now, no, I didn't notice. You didn't notice at all. Yeah, all of that is added in post. And I thought I think that one of the reasons why they okay, this is my theory. I do think that Zack Snyder used like a fifty millimeter to an eighty millimeter. Yes, lens we can talk about most this of lens. this for the compressed depth of field. Which is why it's with a, with a bokeh. Yes, yeah. But I think that he used that bokeh a lot of times to to mask the the CG well, with both take Nikatara. Both helped. He didn't. So he chose this lens that is made in japan in the 70s and you're right it's a it's a a wide lens there's no stop and it's very shallow depth of field so all the scenes where there's one focal plane and if you fall out of it you're going to be out of focus so a lot of this movie's really soft focus in the background yeah he did that but that turned out it helped him when he was trying to cgi and fake take nataro back in because if you notice a lot of her shots she is surrounded by really soft focus and she's in the background but it i thought he spent a lot of money and it was a pretty seamless job like i don't think you can tell if you never read about the uh the stuff that was going on it it really doesn't matter because none of that stuff makes or breaks the movie it's not it's not like a freaking henry cavill's mustache i thought i like dieter dieter's character is interesting uh and vanderho the little relationship they had which was yeah, they just good. became friends all of a sudden. Uh, no, well, I mean, they had like a little bond where they, they did like have hated, a bond. He hated him, yeah. and then he respected him by the end, and then he saved the the nerdy guy. Yeah, saves him. Dieter sacrifices himself. He has got to teach him how to shoot and stuff. Uh, Snyder also doesn't like. Um, he doesn't really know how to end movies. No, let's talk about the <laughs> ending, right? So everybody, there's a helicopter thing. They go to the other helicopter. Uh, the Zeus, the king zombie, jumps on. They fucking kill him. They crash. Scott Ward gets bit, so Kate has to shoot her dad, and Peters is dead, and you don't actually see Gita's body, but I think she's dead. So everybody dies, and then it cuts to Vandero, who somehow locked in the vault, survived a nuclear fucking blast right above him. He didn't he didn't cook. No. <laughs> and came right out, nothing's radiated, has a shit ton of money. Gets on a plane. Yeah, that, when he when he came out, I'm like, he's definitely like exposing himself how to high levels he, yes, of nuclear how radiation. How is he not dead? Walking. Whatever. Whatever. Anyways, he buys a plane, goes to Mexico City, and it ends with him not feeling well, realizing he's been bit. Now they just nuked Vegas. I think in the sequel, he could possibly be the new Alpha. He also has an Omega tattoo on him meaning the last zombie, Alpha Omega. So he's going to turn and spread it, and the, so the zombies are still out there, even though they fucking killed everyone. Well, they're not going to do a sequel. Oh, they're not. They're doing They're doing prequels. Prequel. We'll get into that. With but Dieter. But they could do sequels. They could do sequels about what happens. We've seen, I mean, what what kind of franchises? I don't even know what, like... Here, they're all well, in. Dude, what do I care about this? Would you be surprised that it's gotten great reviews from a lot of reviewers? They're all in. I was was actually very surprised to see the reviews being overly positive. Again, I wasn't overly offended by the movie. Like, Zack Snyder has made terrible movies that have, like, he's really, he didn't really go for it in this movie in terms of, like, 
trying to say something or make a statement yeah, or, or yeah, impart yeah. some sort of style. He just kind of went half-assed like 17 ideas. At the end, I was literally like, what was the point of all this, really? Like, you just fucking I just think it was an entertainment film. It was. And, and if I'm going to judge it on that merit alone, I think it's it's – you can be stupid and entertaining, but don't be long. Yeah, right. That's the only Keep thing. it brief. Yeah, you got to. Let's be in and out. 100 we didn't need, We could have cut at least a fucking half hour of this film. We, we no didn't problem. Need, we didn't need the whole, like, sacrifice scene with Theo Rossi's character. We didn't need the side plot with um, yeah. the, 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 the daughter, daughter. And, the, and her saving the, the, the other friend. Like, there's so many things that were so drawn out. Yeah. It was just. Overly dumb and overly long, and those two things, you can have a dumb movie as long as it's really, really entertaining and keeps your focus and keeps attention. And what happened is you had a dumb movie that had a lot of stuff going for it, but then all of a sudden went on this side tr- track thing, and all of a sudden it, it loses steam, and then you're like, hey, and you're like, well, now I can't. Now I notice that you're fucking. This is too stupid. <laughs> And now I notice that you're fucking none of this shit that you're setting up is panning out, and you're just fucking pulling my dick. They're just like half shit. Out. I mean, I thought the zombies looked good. Like I thought the uh, some of the the shit the way it was shot it looked, was cool. There's stuff that looks amazing in it, Imran. Yeah, there's stuff that looks really well. They fucking spent ninety million dollars on this movie, and it looks like it'll pop on screen. I can imagine seeing it on big screen. It's fucking probably crazy to look at, but. You know, there's things that he just got to fucking learn to cut something know, every once in a while. Also, like you, when you say the, the the zombies looked really good, I and I don't disagree. But again, we've we've lived through now the past like five to ten years of yeah, zombie culture yeah. with Walking Dead yeah. and Game of Thrones and all the other zombie movies that have been, and they all look just as good. Yeah, so you're good not point. doing anything new by it's making zombies point. look really good. Uh, but I so I think Netflix though again is all in the Zack Snyder business. They're not going to tell him to cut shit. They're going to let him do whatever he wants. Anthony, you were talking about what's next. They have he clearly can't write a fucking movie. No, he had help on this. Maybe he needs more help. This and Sucker Punch. Yeah, are him. yeah. His this babies is better. Both it's better terrible. than Sucker Punch. Uh, well, yeah. His hands, his fingerprints are. I mean, he directed it. He yeah, he, yeah. He produced it. He he wrote some he of the screenplay. He did the story. It. He held the camera. He, he cinema, He did the cinematography. Yeah. Like this is all him, and it's just insanely mediocre and it, too long. It, yeah, it is. So what's next? <laughs> this is how all in they're in. They have a live action prequel movie that is already finished shooting. It's called Army of Thieves. This one is directed and starring Matthias Schweigerhofer. Dieter. It's about Dieter, made by Dieter, about how he became a safecracker uh, earlier. It's going to come out later this year. And then they're doing an anime-style animated series called Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, featuring the voices of a lot of the cast in the early phases of the zombie outbreak. That's probably where you find out more about the relationship between Scott and the girl, Maria, who just unceremoniously gets her head snapped all the way around. I was like, she just told you she still loves you, and the dude comes and just turns her neck around. That was hilarious. Unintentionally fucking funny. It might have been intentional. It was intentional. Also, I watched, there's a 30-minute documentary called Creating the Army of the Dead on Netflix. Shows you a lot of the computer effects, the technical stuff, the practical effects they did for the movie. That was kind of interesting. If you want I'll to say that. this. Army of the Thieves is a prequel. Yeah. 
might not have anything to do with zombies and it might actually be pretty good. That might be an interesting thing, just like a prequel that has really nothing to do. Right. Other than the one character, like not at all in the same tone. I like Dieter. I wouldn't mind a story about the coyote, Lily, the coyote. She was fucking badass. She had a great uh, accent. Uh, I didn't really find well, her to be that interesting. I thought, she, I thought she was interesting. Uh, okay, let's rate the fucking movie, Anthony. Give me a number. and Five. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> five. <laughs> I, I had this right away. There I knew what, what I saw. Moving on, rugs. Give me a number. What, what, did you want me to rank it or something? Yeah. What were well, you have you seen Army of the Dead? You haven't seen that first one. I haven't seen it in a while. Army no. of the Dead. We just yeah. watched. David. Oh, sorry, Dawn no, of the Dead. It. No, I haven't. Seen or it. if you had to rank it amongst other Zack Snyder movies, it's better than fuck. I don't know. Sucker Punch. It's better than Sucker Punch because that's his other original like story movie. Really, that's the e- unintelligible. Yeah. I can't yeah. tell yeah. what the fuck. But I mean the ba- the. Hmm. I would say it's in the middle, but I don't think it's. I don't know. I think it's like Hard. I think it's better than Sucker Punch. Yeah. I think it's better in that it's not offensive like Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's maybe like a Man of Steel. Okay, um, watch. I don't know. I. Nothing he does really. It's <laughs> so hard. Uh, Other than three hundred, I haven't really been impressed by in, uh, by the entirety of a film that he's done. I was kind of hundred, and then his Snyder cut. I was impressed by uh, Justice were, were League impressive a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. Rugs, give me a number. Well, I think Zack Snyder. There is a good filmmaker in there somewhere, because there are some interesting choices that he makes, and I feel like he does think about. What he wants to do. It's just nobody understands what the fuck he's yeah. where, where, where his head's at. Yeah. He just makes choices that no one can understand. But barring that, the dude fucking needs to learn how to edit <laughs> himself like just a little bit. Yeah. That would help fucking tremendously. And he needs to stop thinking that he's fucking smart because he's not. But uh, I'm going to give this a six. I feel like I don't hate it as much as Anthony does. Yeah. I um I I think I think I think that it's it it, it it it's not as mediocre as it in in certain aspects as is it is it um as we kind of want it to be overall it's disappointing because of the fact that he didn't edit himself and he just allowed it to be too stupid like the script could have been ten times smarter and. Like like you said, they could have been people double crossing each other. They could have expanded on some of this zombie stuff, done a little bit more with it, and you know, it just was overly overly dumb. And so that's it. Okay, I mean, I agree with all that. And at the end of the day, it is a zombie movie, and he does kind of deliver zombie things. I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I think Dawn of the Dead. I haven't seen that in years. I don't think this is as good as Dawn of the Dead. I still think that movie is a little bit better. Um, but I'm in for these prequels and these uh, these other things. Some of the characters were intriguing. I wouldn't mind seeing them pop up or seeing their... Well, obviously before, since everyone fucking dies. He just needs, um, he needs someone to write him a good script. <laughs> just be the director of photography and that's it, Zach. And the visual and then- effects supervisor, let somebody else write the shit. And he should just, be, just edit him. He should be a director of photography because he's great at that. He's, that's the best thing he's at. Is and I actually, I actually didn't mind him using that narrow de- depth of field. I think it gave him a certain style 
Yeah, a, cer- a, so, a certain kind of language that he's using, but like there was no rhyme or reason to why he was doing. He this. just he said he liked this lens and he's going to use it. I was going to ask, did it bother you? Because a lot of people on the internet were like, "Why is this movie so fucking blurry everywhere?" He didn't use it all the time. He just used it in certain he moments. Used it a I lot. don't know why he used it in those moments. I would say he used it like forty percent of the time. If yeah, not half for me, the time. it actually I didn't wasn't offended. It was it just seemed like uh, he was using it to create like a dreary lens to like mm-hmm. what was going on. That like just add style to everything. It's just a stylistic yeah. choice. That's what it's used for. But again, it did help him when he had to fucking green screen Tignataro back in there. So luckily, everything's soft. So you smush it and it looks good. Okay, good stuff. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. That one was musical. It's nice. Got some comments here from our listeners about Army of the Dead. Blake Braden says, I always enjoy watching someone's jaw get ripped off within the first five minutes. Yeah, it's a plus. He also pointed out how the movie is very similar to 2004's Dawn of the Dead, like plot points and beat by beat and uh, kind of the same movie. Rugs, would you agree? Not the same movie, but very similar, yeah. Very similar. J.B. Robinson, Mr. Throwback Thursday, said this movie could have been 83 minutes long and just as good. That is correct, sir. Yeah, two hours at max. 83 is a very specific number. I think that works. Joe Henry says, Army of the Dead drinking game, you have to drink every time a character pauses for exposition when they're still in imminent danger. Oh, boy, you'd be drunk. <laughs> and then also, he just posted a photo of Vasquez from Aliens, oh, which shit. I thought was hilarious. Anthony, did he do this on purpose as an homage or just she had the red bandana? She dies a lot like Vasquez dies in Aliens, the Maria in this movie. Well, what's going on here? So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious he was doing a little, <laughs> doing a little homage. homage little tribute. Yeah. There, even the plot with the guy who steals the head is like aliens with uh, Paul oh, Reiser's character. Uh, but Vasquez was like a better fleshed out character. But I'd like to, I, they did this a lot in this movie where someone is trapped and the other guy's like, you know what? I'm just going to have to kill you and you take everybody else out. Like they did that yeah, four well, times. Vasquez had like a whole movie of yeah. build up yeah. and was like shown as a badass amongst other men. This lady was like badass, but you never really you didn't really know who the fuck she was. No, you didn't. I did enjoy though when you thought she was trapped in the door, and then she comes fucking flying out the window, and then they just get her, and then you know what was funny though in that scene. Yeah. Another stupid thing. Yeah, she could have easily like as she's dying yelled out like it's that guy that did this. Oh right, right? He's like, yeah. She didn't even warn anybody that it was. She Martin. didn't warn it, and like, fuck. and it was clear like already like her friend was already weary too of that yes. guy, and like she jumped out and like he goes, could have just said yeah. something. He's like, like don't trust him. Now yeah, kill me. This movie's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jose Ibarra said, "I felt a lot of lives could have been saved had Batista been wearing contact lenses. He was squinting uncomfortably for a good portion of his scenes. Oh shit, he I was can't see so good. Yeah, I don't know how he was shooting any zombies. He's just squinty eyed <laughs> the whole time because in his contacts, I can't see. Goddamn, <laughs> I, I got a cornea and the retina. Oh, my puppy scratched me." I'm going to sue everybody. <laughs> I went to the observatory because of these glasses. I can't see. God damn it. Dave Batista played by Saul. 
yeah. Saul and me <laughs> my life and he put it that's that's fantastic my life story with Saul with Dave, and Dave, Dave Bautista's body he was squinting a lot he was squinting all the time maybe maybe he was looking at the lens the camera that Zach he's like why is everything well. so blurry Zach is this what in focus fuck? am I in focus come on <laughs> and then Chris Williams said uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it decent zombie flick see there's, so, there's stuff to enjoy yeah, stuff to not inoffensive. Yeah. Well, zombies as a genre are not usually the best made no, films. It's like, yeah, it's like Godzilla like, movie is a zombie movie. Yeah, mm, same yeah. thing. Well, it's kind of why like Walking Dead, yeah. and Game of Thrones changed the game a little oh, bit. Yeah. Right? They added a little thing, a little to seriousness, it, it, a little mythology. Right, Walking Dead was more about the humans, yeah. how they interact. Game of Thrones was everything, yeah. plus zombies. Yeah, this one really again. I was like, what was the point of all this? Eh? Just to kill zombies? Sure, okay, yeah. fine. He was just—I mean—he wanted to make a movie that was seemed like it was fun. Except he just has a weird concept of how long fun should <laughs> last. Two and a half hours. <laughs> it's not how long fun should last. Okay, let's finish up with some. What are we watching? I watched a bunch of shit for Jesus some Christ reason this week. I don't know what. Oh, happened. I have one thing that I did. What did you watch, Rux? I watched two episodes of the one. Oh, what is that? The one is a uh, BBC show about. What if uh, you can match to your perfect match through DNA? Like you're genetically bound to that person. So in the future, like people are like all of these housewives and shit are like, oh, my, my fucking husband sucks. I mean, I, maybe there's someone better out there for me. Oh, shit. And they, and they like surreptitiously like send their samples in to see what their DNA matches with. Yeah. And it ruins like everybody's marriages and fucking everything and there's a whole conspiracy behind it blah 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 but this is like a reality show no no it's a oh. fucking sci-fi show oh, it's a oh, sci-fi I thought it was a reality show that's a reality yeah that's show, what yeah. I thought too no like no like love no. is blind or some shit yeah. no no yeah. it's 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 like uh it's a it's a sci-fi show it's a BBC show and it's just like about the if they would have discovered like how to match people with DNA it, I got now, you now, okay is it is it now almost like uh, that you have no freedom of choice? Yeah. Because, like, your DNA tells you who you're going to be matched with. It's very Black Mirror. It, I like that. Yeah, it's, it, 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 that's what it is. It's a very long Black Mirror episode. Right. It doesn't need to be a series. What is this on? It's on Netflix. Oh, it is on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if I'd recommend it. It is, like, I feel like you could just do this in one Black Mirror episode and be done with it. Yeah. You don't need a whole series behind <laughs> it. But I guess, I don't They're know. They're stretching I out watching a it. Black Mirror concept. Yeah. Anthony, had did you get time to watch anything? Well, I know you've been going out, trying to think. If I have no, I've been life. going out. Yeah, you've been doing the real life thing there. Good for you. Well, not even real life. Yeah, I, I think I went out Friday, and I've been. I still today am hurt. Oh, from now that, you're from, old. That, from that night out, in more ways yes. than one. Lots of regret and misery. Write <laughs> yeah. a movie about. Okay, here's a bunch of things I watch, and some of these things I recommend. Some I don't. I'll save you some time. Let's start with the Netflix. There is a buried movie. A little gem of a movie on there called Oxygen. You're going to have to search for it. It's not going to be presented to you. This is a French science fiction movie. It's all in France, French, France. So it's a little bit of reading. But it opens with this woman, and she is in this hyperbaric chamber. And she's in this cocoon. And she claws herself out of the cocoon. The chamber lights up. There's displays and screens. But she's in this box. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know how she got there, right? There is someone she can talk to. 
on the top of this chamber is a LED screen with an AI voice that can make outgoing phone calls. So there's some phone calls. She's talking to this AI and you find out slowly what the fuck is going on. And even though the whole movie takes place in this one box with this lady, there's some like flashbacks. It's really good. I was really surprised. This is a quality sci-fi gem that's buried on Netflix. I would recommend this. Give it a try. Did we see this movie before it's when it was, similar. was locked in a grave with a cell phone or something? It was, it was similar to another movie. This was a lot smarter, though, and it has a bunch of twists. It was really good. I was surprised. I had read about this somewhere, and I was like, what is this? So check out Oxygen. Uh Okay. Let's move on to HBO Max. I watched a couple of things. Rugs off air just asked me about this movie. Uh, Day and date release. Those who wish me dead starring uh, Angelina Jolie came out in the theaters. Also came out on HBO Max. Uh, Also starring John Bernthal is in this. Nicholas Holt is in this. And Tyler Perry has a small cameo. The movie is about uh, these, they're called uh, flame jumpers. I think they, the guys who jump into, they parachute into forest fires to take out the forest fires. So Angelina Jolie is one of these people, but it's really not about that. There's these two assassins. There's a murder. There's a kid. They're chasing. He ends up with Angelina Jolie, blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you one thing. You can pass on this movie. Angelina Jolie really doesn't do much. As uh, just aside from walking back and forth in this forest. In fact, the most badass character in this whole movie is John Bernthal's wife. She's pregnant in the movie. They, they're survivalists. They teach surviving. She does the most shit out of anybody in this fucking movie. Uh, also, Littlefinger is in this. Uh, Aiden Gillen from Game of Thrones. So, yeah, it's not that good. I, so no, no good. No, I would pass no bueno. those who wish no me bueno. dead. Uh, they, yeah. but Amron doesn't like something. Stay away unless it's Kingsman. It was it is solidly mediocre <laughs> unless it's Kingsman. Yeah, no, this movie solidly mediocre. A movie that's slightly above mediocre that's old that I watched on there. HBO Max Greenland. Have you guys seen this? Uh, heard about this? Anybody? It I've sounds familiar. It. I, don't, I don't really know anything about it other than what I've, other than just hearing the name Greenland. Came out 2020. Gerard Butler and Morena Bakarin. The lovely Morena Bakarin is in this. Uh, the, from, remember from uh, Gotham? She was uh, oh, uh, Leslie, yeah. and she's married to Ben McKenzie. I like Marina Bacher. Anyways, this one is a, an apocalyptic movie. There's an uh, asteroid meteor heading towards the planet. Uh, it's going to be an extinction-level event, and uh, Gerard Butler has to save his family and get to Greenland, where they have invited certain people. Uh, not everyone. Certain people got the invite. Uh, so there's a bit of a disaster element. This one's all right. It's a little, it's, 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 it's okay. It's good. There's still a lot of like going back and forth to the same spots and filling time a little bit better than those who wish me daddy. I thought it was all right. And then I did watch MODOK. Anybody watch the MODOK on the Hulu? I have no interest in no, that. Okay. But- I will say both of you are probably not going to like this. So yeah. I watched the whole thing. I found it pretty funny. It's not as good as the harley quinn show harley quinn show they're trying clearly trying to be the harley quinn show the harley quinn show is a little bit edgier a little bit smarter this one was funny for what it was the robot chicken style animation serves the purpose you kind of have to watch the whole season to get like the character arcs 
Um, but I don't think Ruggs is going to like it. I know Anthony's not going to fucking care. Yeah, I have no interest in it. Is anybody in it besides Modoc? Uh, yeah, well, Tony uh, Tony Stark shows up. Wonder Man shows up. There's. I'll give you a couple of great characters, listener. If you watch this, my favorite characters: his son Lou. First of all, his family. He's married to a Mexican woman, and he has one like regular human kid, and then a daughter with a big head who's in a floating thing, and they're Jewish. So he has a Mexican Jewish family, which is hilarious. Uh, in the trailer, you see that when he accidentally shoots that one guy, our aim guy's arm off and he's at the coffee machine and the guy goes, oh, I thought this coffee was for everyone. I'm sorry. As his arm, that guy, is a, his name is Gary. He's a great recurring character. He comes back. He only has one arm. So Lou's great. Gary's great. And then they have a super adaptoid appliance. He's kind of like their family robot that can turn into a TV or the vacuum cleaner or whatever. The fucking adaptoid's hilarious. But uh, it, yeah, it's 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 a good laugh. It's a good quick watch. There's short half hour episodes. Harley Quinn's better. If I get desperate, I'll check it. Yeah, out. if you need, maybe it is. Remember, this is the last Marvel Television Studios. It's not part of the MCU. Like I thought, I was wrong. But you were remember, wrong. they were going to do four of these. There was going to be a Howard the Duck and a Hit Girl, and, were, and then there was going to be Offenders. And then they were going to do a crossover, yeah, right? None of that shit. Yeah. All that shit got canceled. This is the only thing left. So I don't even know if this gets a second season. It kind of wraps up nice. It doesn't really need a second season. It's got some heart. I laughed out loud a bunch of times. Uh, so for whatever it's worth, I still, I thought it was funny. Hmm. And I already talked about Superman and Lois. Great show. It was supposed to be Hit Monkey, Hit Monkey. Tigra and Dazzler. And Howard the Duck, and then Modoc, and then they were going to be the offenders. The offenders to rip on the defenders from, which everyone's forgotten that anyway, so there's no point. I'm surprised this one still got made. Uh, and then one last thing CNN has a great documentary series running right now called A Story of Late Night. And it takes you through the creation of late night TV and the birth with Steve Allen and Jack Parr and Jay Leno and Letterman and Conan. And it's really good. And I just remember my college years was when. The big deal when Letterman left NBC and went up against Jay Leno in The Tonight Show. And then Conan followed Letterman. And Letterman and Conan fucking ruled. Oh, shit. Jay Leno is still, to this day, I don't find funny at all. Right. Remember that, Rux? Remember how fucking great Letterman well, and Conan York, was? That's a New York show, yeah, right? both of them. So, yeah, they were New York shows at the time. It totally took me back, because then I interned in 96 to Conan O'Brien, but it took me back to those early days. Great documentary series. I love I was, I loved those. Uh, I was a David Letterman Conan guy for years. Watching. Isn't it funny how like late nights now are irrelevant? Now it sucks, dude. I, Jimmy Fallon. It's just is a bunch of ass kissing. Fluff. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel can be funny occasionally. I don't even know who's on CBS, Stephen Colbert. I'm not interested. Like, I just remember the days. Like I, I'm old enough to remember Johnny Carson. Yeah, me too. And Johnny, Johnny Carson was, was brilliant. like... But he was intimidating, too, because these comics were, like, waiting to impress yep, him. Yep. You had to get to Carson to be a comic. He wasn't there to kiss your ass. Yeah. You were there to kiss his ass. You remember, if you got called over to the couch, you were like, oh, shit. Oh, that yeah. Was huge. You're like, oh, he's giving me a little bit of shine. Yeah. Now everybody gets you could be like the most lame TV fucking third string yep, person. Yep. And they treat you the same as fucking if you were like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something like you were like, you get treated like Roy, like Hollywood royalty, no matter he what. He was great at spotting talent and making them huge and fucking hilarious. Johnny Carson was fucking brilliant. Jay Leno, this is not funny. Sorry, still not. This never was funny. Why don't Did he talk about Arsenio? 
Oh yeah, they talk about Arsenio. They talk Joan about Joan Rivers. They, yeah, they go through the whole Joan Rivers thing, which is heartbreaking, and how uh, all several and Letterman was promised to show and Leno, and all that is heartbreaking. And they screwed over a bunch of people. Then they get into like John Stewart and the Daily Show and how it evolved. I might and watch that. It's very good. Anthony, were you ever a late night talk show guy? No. Never, huh? Never, never interested. Never you. a late night. I never. I never. It never appealed wow. to me to watch a late night. Wow, interesting. I love show. these. I I don't know why. I always love them. I've never been into really talk yeah. shows. Like I, I don't. I've never been the type that like watch someone get interviewed like a like a, a celebrity. I've never cared about that. Well, you watch for the personality. David Letterman would do the most fucked up things on on the streets of New York in the show, and it was so funny. He is so funny. I think it had its time, but yeah. now it's become now just it's corporate sponsored yeah. bluff. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it always was, but at least it was entertaining, and because at the time. Comedy was comedy, you know, and the whole entire thing. Like Conan was the weird guy. Yep, yep. David Letterman was like really the fucking weird. Guy. He was. And he was the anger the, the he would be antagonizing. He was like really, really, yeah, he was like really like anti-establishment. <laughs> yeah, just great. like didn't give a fuck yeah. type guy. And uh, you had it, there was some there was some juice to it. And it's not there anymore. Now the luster no. is like nobody. I say some jizz to it. Jizz, a little bit of pizzazz. Oh, I could care less. Uh, like about Craig Ferguson night. used to literally yep. hit on every woman yeah, yeah. that came on. There was Craig Kilborn, then there was uh, uh, all these people. And Conan, like he didn't have any experience. Lauren just was like, "I think you could do this," and he threw them on. Well, he went to Harvard. And he He's wrote smart. On the Simpsons. Yeah. Like well, that, so it's a great, great documentary series if you're into late night TV, which I was. Back in the 90s was fucking fantastic. Not anymore. All right, that's it, Rugs. Where can the listener find you online? Uh, on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Come by, say hello. Do that, listener. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell someone about the show. Share the show. Post it. Spread the word. We'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. We'll peep you next time. Press the button. Carpet lad. I fucking loved it. Carpet lad. Just fucking say that. Now, mom. What the fuck is going on here?